uh, found a podcast called Our Morning Take. And my name is Frank Johnson. I'm usually here with a guy named Abraham Lawrence, and I'm tired of saying that. This is like the eighth <laughs> day in a row. I mean, uh, no, actually, just the sixth day in a row. This is uh, podcast number 76. Mm. You know, I graduated in uh, 76. Huh. Yeah, that's my graduation. Spirit of 76. Huh. I always thought that was kind of cool. I was born... Uh, Four years after that. I was going to say, yeah, you definitely. <laughs> it shows how old I am. And I'm so glad of that, because if we were two old men like me and Abraham, that uh, doesn't work as well. <laughs> Does it matter if my body feels really old? <laughs> <laughs> so it is April the 24th. It's the day after my birthday. We celebrated it yesterday in church. Hopefully you went yeah. to church. Happy bladed birthday. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 65 years old. Uh, you know, that's like some kind of a milestone kind of thing. I don't know, mm-hmm. 65. I guess it's the old retirement age, but it's not even that anymore. I think you got to yeah. be 67 in six months or something for full retirement mm-hmm. now. But but I retired when I was 62. I took early retirement. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've worked harder ever since. I thought <laughs> to say, job I have now is the hardest job. Yeah, I've I ever literally had. see you work real hard every day. So yeah, Man, teaching the middle schoolers, man, I'm telling you. Uh, but it's rewarding. It's yes. rewarding. I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I've had a good time. So we could talk about me, but I don't want to. I kind of want to get into this story a little bit that we talked about uh, on a Thursday night here a, a, a little over a week ago. Uh, it's found in Luke chapter five. If you uh, don't know this. Uh, something sounds weird in the sound today. I don't know what it is. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's your guest. bugging me just... No. <laughs> it's bugging me a little like... Uh, I don't know, like a hollow sound or something. Hmm. I think I'm a little hot. I think maybe I did something with this host thing maybe a little bit. I'm going to turn it back just a bit. Is that yeah, better? Yeah, I think that is a little better. I think so, too. All right, good. Yeah. And that won't bother me so much. All right. Put that back. So we're in Luke chapter 5. If you would love to hear this live, you can come to 208 West 3rd Avenue in Gastonia, North Carolina. Thursday nights at 6 o'clock, we have a little supper. We have a little fellowship together, and we do this little uh, Bible study in Luke. And we've come along to the fifth chapter. And so uh, without boring you too much about all the details of Luke, he's a great historian Mm -hmm. as well as a physician. And um, he was a great uh, sidekick to Paul. Uh, Paul really needed him. I think Paul had a lot of yeah. health issues, and I believe you know when he was blinded on the road to Damascus or uh, the Damascus Road that he was uh, semi permanently scarred. Yeah, because he talks a lot about his eyes later, and yeah, and it's hard for him to write and everything else. And uh, my, I mean, he could have always been that way, but I've always thought that you know. Uh, and then Paul even says he prayed to be healed, and God didn't heal him. And mm-hmm. so I don't, we don't know if that's still the same thing that he's talking yeah. about or whatever. But um, uh, b- but God says that he did that to Paul to keep him humble. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So and, yeah, and didn't I, even say God sent a messenger to buffet me, you know, to uh, to cause that to happen. Satan. Doesn't yeah. he actually call him Satan? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's uh, weird because a lot of people think that we can bind Satan on earth. I don't want to yeah. get too theological into yeah. that or my, my little... Uh, you know, my <laughs> my brothers and sisters that are of the more uh, Pentecostal kind of word of mind frame. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get what they're saying and everything. Mm-hmm. But listen, folks, you cannot bind Satan. Uh, uh, Satan is loosed on this earth. Yeah. God loosed him on this earth. 
Yeah. Okay. So what you can do, though, is you can pray for protection. You can pray for God's mm-hmm. uh, angels because uh, he does give us angels to protect us and things like that. I think that's Which all is good. Sometimes the reason God allows him to so that we will wake up and lean on God. It's always about shepherding us back to his will. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he even uses Satan to do that. Yeah, he does use Satan a lot in our mm-hmm. lives. So we need to understand that, that uh, yeah. sometimes it's good for Satan to show up. Mm-hmm. But let's be for real. We know it's a <laughs> demon yeah. because I'm certainly not big enough for Satan to worry about. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of that, um, last week, I think it was Tuesday last week, uh, Charles Stanley died. Yes. And so I just want to mention that because he's definitely one of my heroes. Mm. And uh, he was the pastor of, uh, was it the First Baptist Church of... Atlanta or First Baptist Church, Georgia, or I don't even know what it was. It was in Atlanta, Georgia, though, right? Isn't that yes. where he pastored? Yeah. And it was a Baptist church, of course. I'm thinking it was like First Baptist Church or something. Mm-hmm. I but, believe it was. Uh, uh, and I'm shocked that I don't know that as much as I've seen on the back cover, whatever, he's the pastor or whatever. Yeah. But I just don't, it, I just don't get it to come to me. But you out there will know who he is. And uh, what a great man of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lost R.C. Sproul here a couple of years ago, and, yeah. and he was a great man of God. And uh and listen, uh, John MacArthur, which also is another person that I, I like and I like to listen to, and uh, he's a little more polarizing, I think, than Charles Stanley or mm-hmm. R.C. Sproul was, uh, because John is just, uh, well, he's just, he, he's a little <laughs> dogmatic in some of his thinking. That, yeah. Yeah. So he can be a little polarizing. And uh, at least yay, meany, yay, navy, nay, kind of, you could look at it that way, too. But, you know, he wants to be a purist. He, he mm-hmm. wants to preach the scripture the way the scripture is and the way the scripture yeah. teaches. And, uh, you know, so, but yeah, anyway, respect that. The only reason I bring him up is because he's actually struggling right now, too. Yes. His health is uh, mm-hmm. waning. I listened to his message like last Sunday. And it's, it sounded worse than me on that Friday. You know how I was trying to get through right. that thing with my voice. John is sounding really weak. Yeah, if you watch him on YouTube, like he, when he moves his head or hands or anything, it looks just like oh, wow, very, I seen him very on. feeble. Like yeah. it looks like, yeah, I mean, yeah. for lack of better words, it looks like he should be in a rest home. So the reason I even bring these people up is because these are the people that Satan are probably worried about. Yeah. Now, if anybody's got Satan mm-hmm. banging on their door, it would be a guy like Charles. And, and God rest his soul. Now he's mm-hmm. in heaven, or or R.C. when he was here, or John now that he's here. Yeah. Certainly, uh, our top leaders uh, mm-hmm. they might actually, you know, mm-hmm. get Satan's interest. But other than that, you know, we're just we're just opposed by these demons. Yeah. So uh, we're in chapter five of Luke, and uh, it's a great little story. Uh, we're not going to get into too much of it today, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of history. It says uh, Jesus, of course, is there. And Jesus had kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. That's what he did. Jesus did that. You, you remember this little poster we had in Gastonia? It said uh, something about Jesus. Uh, I follow Jesus. He didn't go to church. That sounds familiar. I uh, am I saying it correctly? So if something along the lines of that, I, I, I know Jesus I've heard, didn't go to church. I've I've heard stuff like that. I've probably seen posters before too. Yeah, and you know that's there couldn't be anything further than the truth. <laughs> yeah, because he showed up in the synagogue continuously, and mm-hmm. that of course was their church then. Yeah, if that's what the sign is talking, the sign is talking about you know yeah. organized religion and the yeah. And, and yet Jesus went exactly where the organized religion was, exactly mm-hmm. where the Pharisees were, exactly where the Sadducees taught. Mm-hmm. And he tried to teach them that what they're teaching is wrong mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, silly and not even what God wanted you to even get. Yes. And then he established the church exactly. specifically. Exactly. He, he left the disciples, the apostles to get it going. 
So, and then we have this uh, little. Uh, we have this. I shouldn't say little. We have this kid named uh, Michael Howard at our school at CCA, mm-hmm. and uh, he was going to try to come down tonight, but they had a ball game. So we're going to get Michael Howard on soon, though. Oh man! And uh, yeah, great testimony. But Michael was telling me that his pastor was just teaching that honestly, he didn't believe you could be a Christian without being also a church member. Hmm. Now I've really never heard it quite like that. And we, of course, we teach. Being a member of a church doesn't make you a Christian. Right. But that's the cart before the horse thing. What Michael yeah. was saying was, if you are a true child of God, you need to get plugged in somewhere. Yes, you'll and want be to. doing the work mm-hmm. of God with a body of Christ that is working together to get things done. Yeah. Yeah, and I really believe that. There's so many verses about, you know, bearing one another's burdens, working together, one mind. I mean, it's it's obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's maybe it's not for your salvation, but your salvation, it should be a result of your salvation. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the cart before the horse thing. So if, if you're like, I don't want anything to do with church, then you might want to... If you call yourself a Christian... you've actually been saved. Yeah. yeah. Then I don't understand what you do with Hebrews when it says, forsake not the gathering of yourselves together, and especially yeah. as you see the end is coming. Yeah. And if we can't figure out the end is coming now, it is, it's... it's uh, <laughs> I don't even know how much I really want to broadcast this on the podcast, so I'm trying to uh, think a minute and just see. But it, it was painful to hear today. But um, one of the teachers, which is a great man of God, he's the pastor of the church right next to our school. He came to me today and he said, uh, "Brother Frank, have you heard what the UN is proposing?" Hmm. And I said, "It's hard to hard to say, brother." He says that they're proposing that. Uh, relations can be had with children as long as they consent. Oh my god. And that goodness. that would be okay. And so we talked about well where's where not that we should even talk about where the age is, but are we talking like eight or nine? How does a nine year old give consent? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know if I really want to go down that. The main reason I say that is because if you don't believe that we're living in the last days <laughs> yeah. and we've got a United Nations that's worried about yeah, you know Canada's already passed bestiality laws up there. They're, they've already wow. they've already said that's fine. That's a that's a go, no problem. Huh. And now the UN is saying this. And of course, I felt like once we have kind of loosened the sanction of marriage, mm-hmm. that it's not between a man and a woman anymore, and that men can marry men and women can marry women, and we've even included them in the church where a woman can that can marry another woman and be a pastor or leader of a church or, or a gay man. Be, mm-hmm. This is just uh, beyond my... Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm 65, but I don't believe so, Nick. I, I really mm-hmm. believe the Word of God says that that's an abomination. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that changes. Do you? Is no. it just me? You're a lot younger. No, you feel it the does. same way? No, well, when I read that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, because I know there's some readers that say, well, God... He evolves in, you know, along with the culture. No, he doesn't. <laughs> that would be pragmatic thinking, yes. right? Yes, it He'd would be. He'd be a pragmatist. Yeah. And I don't believe God is that way because mm-hmm. he would be the opposite of the same right. yesterday, today, and tomorrow. No, he's going to be something different tomorrow because tomorrow mm-hmm. the world is going to be different. Yeah. And wouldn't that be a horrible God? Yes. He'd never be able to trust anything he ever said if yeah. he's going to change. Exactly. He may change his mind. Yeah. Like he did in Nineveh, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they repented. But that was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. it was a good thing. I'm telling you. All right, man, we've had fun, and uh, we didn't even get to the story, and I like that. We'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll have more time then. Nick, thanks for coming down to the studio. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you being here. We'll see you guys tomorrow.